Um, are are we in the bed? Season two is coming to a close. What's going on, everybody? What's going on? What's happening? What's cracking, lacking, what's shaking, and baking up in these streets? And welcome, welcome, welcome back to another edition, another installment, a new episode of your favorite sports commentary show. You feel me? We out here in these streets. The Grinded Out Sports Show is here. Um, with, hosted by your boy Ty, Ty the Pie Guy. We are here again. Uh, hope everybody's doing well. Have, hope everybody's had a great week. And, um, yeah, first of all, before we get into everything, um, be sure to like, comment, subscribe. We thank everybody that is, con- uh, continues to tune in. Whether you're a first time listener, second time listener, last time listener, third time listener, doesn't matter. You understand what I'm saying? We are here and we thank you. Um, if this is your first time, please subscribe, uh, to the podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts from, um, via Spotify, iHeartRadio, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Asha platforms, um, across the world. Um, we are not only, um, here locally in the United States and New York City, but, um, we are across the world on, um, uh, I'm sorry, we are across you know, every platform around the world. So we definitely appreciate y'all. And if you want to watch us as well, um, you can watch me here on the THC Media Network. Um, just Google us and the YouTubes. You know what I'm saying? We are our subscribers. You know, ever since we made, you know, our little kind of return to social media, you know, our subscriber base has been going up. <laughs> so I'm, I'm very happy. Um, and excited for that. So, um, continue to subscribe to the channel. Uh, just not with this podcast, but with all the podcasts that we have on our network. Okay. Listen, guys, we have a great, great show for you today. Um, we got some things to get into, don't we? It's a lot that's been happening in the sports world. I can't, I can't even, I can't even. It's been so much that's been going on in the sports world. Honestly, and and let me just say this: life has been lifing, and for me, I haven't really been keeping up. But there has been a lot that's been going on. We we've, we've we've briefly last week discussed, you know, Shannon Sharp and you know Stephen A. Smith and all of that that's going on. And I'll say this right now: when it comes to Shannon Sharp and you know Skip Bayless and that whole thing, really quick, and we'll you know we'll briefly move on. Um. As I said before, I'm very happy for Shannon Sharp. I don't know what it's going to be or who's the next replacement for Skip Bayless. I know that the guy from Speak on FS1, uh, not Acho, but his um, his co-host is probably a a, a thought about replacement. Um, I believe maybe Reggie Bush has been talked about in those in those as. Um, as a replacement as well in those talks. Um, but again, these are all rumors, speculation, so we don't know anything. But um, that's what the streets are saying, and uh, we'll see what happens. But listen, again, we are, we are, um, we are proud and excited for what um, new things Uncle Shannon Sharp has coming. So uh, listen, we got some things to talk about. We got some things to discuss today, guys. Um, first off, I want to get into a little wrestling business, right? We haven't gotten into a little, we haven't talked wrestling in a while. And as a on and offer, 
of about 20 years being a wrestling fan. I know I will always be a diehard wrestling fan, but watching it over the last, like I can say over the last 10 years, I've told y'all before, over the last 10 years, I've been on and off it, you know, um, just with my, with me growing up and understanding what the, what business is. You understand what I'm saying? And so, um, it's interesting, um, because I've talked about WWE, AEW, you know, we had a whole episode. I think our, our our third episode was literally based around Jeff Hardy, right? And I asked the question of why is it that the wrestlers that I knew growing up, the Edges, the Batistas, the Jeff Hardys, the, um, the CM Punks, the 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 wrestlers who were in their prime prime when i was like maybe i want to say like 13 14 15 in my teen years i'm watching them and they're beasting this shit you understand what i'm saying and so it's interesting now fast forwarding 10 maybe 10 plus years later right 10 15 years later and we're here at the precipice of these guys still putting their bodies on the line. And as I said in that third episode um with and and me pertaining to that com- that kind of m- me saying what I said to Jeff Hardy I was sitting there just thinking like there's a lot of wrestlers that are still wrestling that I love to this day that I do not look as entertainers in that way anymore. Now if I look at a Roman Reigns, a Jay Uso, they're still entertaining to me. Why? Because they still have youth on their bodies. You understand what I'm saying? They can do it a little bit more. I'm not saying they're better, but they can do it a little bit more. So when I hear that CM Punk is making a return to the ring, for AEW, I have the same feeling that I had in season one when I did the whole Jeff Hardy episode. I have the same feeling. Yo, you're one of my favorites. I don't look at you as the entertainer anymore or that wrestler anymore. I look at you as a human being. I look at you now as a human being and I'm telling you, yo, bro, you got to chill. When CM Punk came to AEW, I'm not going to lie. I was excited for it. Very excited for it. But he got injured so quickly and then had to be put on the shelf. Came back, won the title. I think got injured again. I could be wrong. Correct me in the comments. But. You're coming back and the, the how can I say, that spark that you had when you were that guy so long ago, it's not it. And Eric Bischoff in his, <laughs> in his um, very unique way, <laughs> You know, it's basically saying the same thing. Um, yo, you know, what are you doing in a sense? You understand what I'm saying? Um, Eric Bischoff feels as though CM Punk is 
not a cash cow. He does not bring in that bread, um, which is not, I mean, not surprising in a business standpoint. From a business standpoint, this is AEW we're talking about. I'm not saying AEW hasn't been lit, but it ain't WWE. We know this. Everybody knows this. WWE just has a bigger, better system and conglomerate behind them. Now, AEW has it. They got Sting. They trying to bring out the big hitters because they understand what AEW is trying to do. And I'm not mad at AEW because AEW is trying to literally be a competitor or be its own boss. I ain't mad at that. However, you cannot continue to keep bringing these older stars back whose light in the superstar realm is dimming or has diminished. Right. And so these are the words from Eric Bischoff. And I quote, remember when I told you, and I think I told you on this show, and he's talking about his Strictly Business podcast. If I was Tony Khan, I would not bring punk to the UK. I would establish the fact that I could sell 70,000 tickets without him. They sold 65,000 tickets, and then they announced him. How many additional tickets have they sold? 700? Like a percent, whatever it is. Uh, it's, um, it's incriminable. At best, and now they're having a hard time selling out uh, this uh, collision shows with Punk as the centerpiece. Am I right or am I right? He then goes on to say, and I quote, when I came out and said I took so much heat for this. Oh, I'm sorry. When I came out and said that I took so much heat for this. CM Punk is the most overrated. I don't even uh, I didn't even say potential. I said he was going to be the biggest financial flop in wrestling history. And I think I've been proven right every minute of the day that, ladies and gentlemen, was Eric Bischoff, the great Eric Bischoff. Have respect for both of these men. Let me say that. In a business sense, Eric Bischoff is not wrong. Is he being a little jarry and disrespectful? Yeah, I don't like that because I fuck with CM Punk the long way. But when it comes to a business sense, I cannot not disagree with my mans. Um, And I'm not even talking about 10 years ago when he was in WWE because when he was in WWE, he was bringing in them ratings, especially when CM Punk was on his shit shit. When he really wasn't fucking with the, when he wasn't fucking with WWE, that's when WWE was making some good money and them ratings was huge, bro. Huge. So you try to bring that element to AEW and it's not to say CM Punk doesn't have that star power anymore. But in a sense, he does not have that star power anymore to pull in the people that he needs to pull in on a national level, on a worldwide level. You understand what I'm saying? On a worldwide level, like a Roman Reigns, hell, like a Jay Uso. Hell, like still a Chris Jericho. 
So you, I, as much as I want to really disagree in that in that sense, I can't because if you're saying you sell you you, I can sell seventy thousand. We've already sold sixty five, and I put you in here. We only sold seven hundred more. So then I put you at the centerpiece of our main show, which is AEW Collision. And we're not selling the way that you thought or maybe we thought that we would sell. And this is business. Hey, I can like you all day, but if we ain't selling, we ain't selling. We have to find something. We got to do something else. That's a Vince McMahon MO quickly. He will switch and he will switch up a card. I mean, in the quickness. It's been too many interviews where I've heard and 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 listened to and saw in which literally wrestlers are talking about how Vince McMahon or Triple H or somebody in the back will switch up a card because they're seeing what the optics is, right? Who can we bring in? Who are the main eventers? And CM Punk, no disrespect, my brother. I love you. But right now, you are not a main eventer. And that's just fact. So, we love you, CM Punk. Respect to you, Eric Bischoff. But this, yikes. Biggest flop, though? That's I think that's a stretch. Biggest flop. I mean, he made WWE some money, though. You can't be mad at that. I wouldn't say biggest flop. I wouldn't say that. I, I wouldn't go that far. I wouldn't go that far. Um, but you know who's who might be, who's on the road to becoming the biggest flop is that man, Ja Morant. Uh, so as we know, Ja Morant, um, and honestly, we shouldn't even really be talking about Ja Morant. We should be talking about the NBA Finals. But because Ja Morant's camp and Adam Silver have been having a media powwow around, around the country, um, it's very intriguing how the commissioner could go and tell Malika, hey, and tell the press, hey, we're not going to talk about this because we don't want to overshadow the NBA Finals. We don't want to disrespect Denver and the Heat. All the while, John Morant says, hey, that wasn't a that wasn't a real gun. That was a fake gun. That was a fake gun. A fake gun. And so, <laughs> when you hear it, it's just like, so it was a toy gun. You was just you was just waving a toy gun in your face. Okay, all right, Ja. So when we talk about Ja Morant and and Commissioner Silver, um, Commissioner Silver literally has said, "I'm not talking about this." We will give our verdict after the NBA Finals. Well, sir, the NBA Finals is still going on, and you're still going around and talking about it. Trash! Now, I'm not saying what John Morant did was not. Trash! But you said out of your mouth, 
Mr. Commissioner, the players commissioner, the, the one that the players love, that you will not say anything. Keep this under wraps. And to the media, let me just say this too. To us, stop asking the damn question. Stop thinking that he wants to talk about this. First of all, I think, I really believe that Adam Silver is hurt by John Morant. I really think so. I really think Adam Silver really fucked with Ja. You understand what I'm saying? Talking to him, seeing him, seeing how he has flourished, most improved player to being a superstar in this league, to damn near being one of the faces of the league, understanding the star power of this young man. Yeah, I think he, I think Adam Silver really, really banged with John Morant. And I think Adam Silver is like, yo, he could be, like, he could be my superstar. You understand what I'm saying? But then you going around talking about, I got toy guns. You flashing toy guns. Allegedly. Cause that's that's what his that's what his camp says. It's a toy gun. That's not even the problem of it. That's not even the problem. The problem is. The problem is is that. <laughs> the problem is. Is that literally? I think. Ja wants to be something he's not. We've already established that. And now we're talking about toy guns. And now we're literally sitting here still talking about this. When we should be talking about the NBA Finals and how Denver's up 3-1. While we should be talking about how Jokic, if he wins, damn near when he wins, should be considered as one of the greatest big men to ever play this game. Yep, I said it. He's a walking triple-double in modern-day times. And we're talking about a toy gun, allegedly, that John Moran had when he knew the consequences of his actions. You apologize on social media and then a couple days later come out and say, this is a toy gun. Who is your PR team, Ja? Whoever they are, they need to be fired. They need to be fired. Trash! We talking toy guns. And it feels like at every moment, Adam Silver is talking about this. Adam, shut up. For real. Trash! No disrespect. Shut up. Because if you shut up about it, the media will ultimately shut up about it. They can make their stories or whatnot. But as you have literally said countless times with other situations, we will handle this situation after said time or when we do. Ba, ba, ba. You're very good at, at articulating that. So let's get into a space where we are honoring our word, in a sense. Have a little respect. Now, I understand John Morant did do some disrespectful shit. 
and and it's snowballing. I understand, but don't don't get riled up into the media, Adam. You know how they work. Don't do it. Don't do it. But um, I, listen, I can't lie. If I was the me, I would ask too. Right, but out of respect for the NBA Finals, I wouldn't ask then. You understand what I'm saying? Like, I understand all of us are trying to, you know, get the next scoop, get the story, whoop the band. But it's like, yo, we're trying to watch this game. And I don't even think the ratings are that high for the NBA Finals right now. But it is what it is. You understand what I'm saying? We shouldn't be talking about this. But here we are. So, um, let's get into, before we get into the NBA Finals talk... I do want some, I, I do um, have some more basketball talk to get into. But before we get into that, I, we need to talk about how Mr. Lionel Messi, who brought home Argentina's World Cup championship this, this, past, um, this past season, is now headed to the MLS Miami here in the U.S. of A. I want y'all to hear me. He turned down, I believe, a three or four year deal with the Saudis. $1.6 billion. I'm going to say that again so y'all can hear me. Okay? And I don't think you heard me. 1.6 for, I believe, between three to six years. Quote me. Don't quote me. I'm sorry. And fact check me in the comments. But it was somewhere around that number and somewhere around them years. That range. And let me tell you, he said, nah. Go over to the MLS because here's the thing: we can't pay him 1.6 billion dollars. You pay that man 1.6 billion dollars, we gonna be looking at, at or the whole country gonna be looking at you. Uh, so where does money coming from? The fuck, right? So we can pay him a hefty penny, but we can also give him stock options. We can also sit here and give him ownership in things. See, when you have ownership in things and when you own something, see, that's a whole different thing when you're just getting money. You understand what I'm saying? You're just getting money. So, shout out to the Saudis, but hey, that is huge. First of all, that's huge for USA soccer. And what that looks like, it's going to, it's, oh, God. MLS is about to be lit. The fact that you come, you about to be a Florida man, Messi. You about to be a Florida man. Golly. DJ Khaled on line three. Fat Joe on line four. Flo Rida on line five. Oh, man, you about to meet Trina and, and Trick Trick and all them, you know? You down there. You down there. But this is this is this is this is breaking a lot of news. I seen that and I was like, wait, he's coming to where? He's coming to the US? Oh. What? But see, 
that's America for you. We're going to sweeten up the pot. That's why people don't like us sometimes. We're going we gonna, we gonna to get you here. Okay? We, by any means necessary, we're going to get you here. And, hey, MLS Miami with Messi now just up there, you know, stock and portfolio options now. You know what I'm saying? Because once he signed on the dotted line, once the signature meets the paper, once the pen meets the paper with the signature on it with the John Hancock on there, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. Now, I don't know if the actual signature happened yet. You know, I don't know if they signed yet. I don't know if the John Hancock is on there. I don't know if Lionel Messi's signature is on there yet. But what I do know is that when and if he does sign, it's about to get litty to titty up in the sports of soccer world. Do you hear me? It's about to get lit. He go if you thought Lionel Messi was gonna brought Argentina one, oh he about he go. I guarantee you by the time he leave, he's going to bring MLS Miami a a a ship, a couple of them, and take them to a World Cup. Don't play. <laughs> Jesus Christ, three oh five Miami stand up boy y'all y'all lit listen. <laughs> And wait a minute, hold on. Y'all get y'all have the chance. Hold up, because I'm trying to find my picture. Hold on. Hold on, y'all. Cause y'all got the chance to literally come back. Is this him? Yeah, here we go. Miami has the chance to come back from a three. One deficit. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. In my gut, heart of hearts, I believe that Denver will win in seven. Now, this could be over in five, right? Now, I could be wrong, and this could be over in five. You feel me? I literally could be wrong. However, however, I do believe that um, Jimmy Butler, the Miami Heat, are not going to go down lightly. Now, we can sit here and say that Jamal Murray and Jokic right now in these playoffs have proven that they are the best duo in basketball right now, period. That's a period, point blank. I'm not even about to sit here and argue with nobody. Right now, when we talked about the Kevin Durant and the Kyries, when we talked about the, uh, who else? Who, who, who other duos we got up in here? The, the Devin Bookers and the KDs and all that shit. I'm looking at Jamal Murray and Jokic. These two put up triple doubles. Do y'all hear what I'm saying? (laughs) Triple doubles by themselves. I don't think y'all are understanding me right now. Jamal Murray. Okay. Had like 34, 10 and 10. 
Jokic, 31-24, and 10. What the I'm sitting here like these guys are crazy, and they and they beat them on their home floor. You beat them on their home floor, and it wasn't even close. One hundred nine to ninety four, one hundred eight to ninety five. So honestly, as much as I want to believe, as much as I want to believe that you know this could go. And this will go seven as much as I want it to go seven. Um, In my heart of hearts, truthfully, I do believe that this um, this just might be over. And um, I'm sick about it. I'm very sick about it because this NBA Finals. This NBA Finals, not lackluster in a sense, but it was great basketball. You know, you had the Miami Heat who, again, scraped and clawed and got their way to the finals, and you got damn near the best team in the league. They've been the best team in the league, and they've proven it this whole fucking finals. They only lost a couple games these playoffs. A couple. I want Jimmy Butler to win. I want him to get his. But I just think it's Denver's time. It's Denver's time. At this point, it's Denver's time. And I can't be mad at that. They might just win this next game. They might just do enough just to win this next game. And I think what this NBA Finals has taught us and showed us is that... um, the art of playing small is over. Uh, the lineup that, you know, that lineup that basically Golden State started with in that 2014-2015 season, that small ball lineup that for a couple years people couldn't really figure out, well, people have figured that shit out. And now we've added bigs back into it. Not only are we not shooting the three, but the bigs are now shooting the three. So now you have to now have a Jokic-like big on your squad. You have to have an Embiid-like big on your squad. You have to have a Giannis on your squad. Why? Because the bigs are becoming the thing again. As we've said before, you need, you're going to have to have your two wings. You're going to need two guards, two exceptionally Good guards. But you're going to need a big now. What I keep hearing on ESPN, FS1, the radio, the sports radio, all that. Everybody has to get bigger inside. Huh. I haven't been hearing that for the last 10 years. Why? Because Golden State changed the way it was ran. Small ball was it. And it wasn't really until 2020 in the bubble where we started to see bigs actually make a move and win inside. The inside presence was coming back. Now it's just on full fucking display in your face named motherfucking Joker, Nikola Jokic. 
And what he's proving to you is that you're going to need size going forward. This is no more small ball bullshit. Why do you think Golden State lost the way they did to the Lakers? Because the Lakers had what? Size. They had AD. Even though AD played really great in the playoffs, he couldn't match up with Jokic. Why? Because he's just that bigger and that tougher. And he's hitting threes. He's getting to the lane. He's threading the needle. He's passing it out. He He's not averaging a triple-double for nothing. He's literally a 2K player. How do you guard that? Because the man can sit here and get 40, 10, and 5. Then go to go get 30, 10, and 15. They can go from getting 24, 24, and 15. Do you understand what he's a walking triple-double? That is where the NBA is going after this finals. That is what's going to be needed. Every team is going to need what? Size. Your four, your five is going to have to be that guy. Rebounding, putbacks. Yeah, we getting back to that now. It's no more going out and standing out on the fucking three-point line. Joel Embiid. Okay. There's no more standing out on a three-point line, Joel Embiid. If this taught you anything, Joel Embiid, take your big ass inside the paint and fucking score. You didn't get MVP for nothing. So next year, my nigga, I hope you understand, hey, when I get the chance, let me body these niggas. Because I would love to see you win a ship next year. But you can't be winning ships if you're on the outside. You got to be on the inside like Jokic. You feel me? But um, in my head, I want this series to go seven. But in my heart, the Heat might just lose next game. So we'll see. Uh, a couple things on the docket real quick before we get out of here. Dame time. Uh, we got to talk real quick about Dame time. That has been a big topic of discussion lately. Um, Damian Lillard and where he is going. Um, we don't know what Portland is trying to do or what they want to do with Damian Lillard. And Damian Lillard doesn't know where he wants to go or want, want to do either. I believe he signed through 2026 and 2027. And so, um, you know, he's loyal to his franchise. Nobody's questioning his loyalty. He's an amazing player, phenomenal player, one of the best players we've seen. Next to Steph Curry, I want Damian Lillard. I can't. Nobody can guard Dame. Period. You understand what I'm saying? Like when we talk about best point guards in the league right now, it is Steph Dame. Period. I don't care what nobody say. You can you we can argue Steph Dame. Period. You understand? So. The fact for me as a Dame fan, Dame time, let's go. But I agree wholeheartedly with Stephen A. Smith when he was talking to CJ and Mad Dog on ESPN. Bruh, get your happy ass up out of fucking Portland. You have done enough for them. You have given everything to them. Y'all went to the Western Conference Finals. They ain't tried to put nothing much around you since. They they don't give a damn. 
What they caring about is their bottom line. So obviously you need to care about your bottom line. Get your ass up out of Portland and go somewhere where it's going to not only make you some good money, but where it's going to put you in a championship contending situation. That's it. Portland can't it, it can't be in a in a championship contending situation. They haven't tried to be. They haven't tried to even put in CJ McCollum has been put in a essentially better position more than Portland. I mean, even though, you know, we got Zion out here with porn stars and shit like that, you know, that and that that's a whole nother topic for all another day, Lord Jesus. But What I'm saying about Dame is that this is a player right now who should, to me, be on a team where they already have been in the finals, Eastern Conference Finals, Western Conference Finals. Like, to me, Dame should be where Jason Tatum is. Yo, been in the Eastern Conference Finals five straight years or some shit like that. Five years in a row. Been to the fucking finals. Like, Jason and Jalen Brown have done that. You understand what I'm saying? That's because Boston has, yo, let me put pieces around them that are complementary to who they are and also good. You understand what I'm saying? What is happening right now is that I'm looking at Dame and through seven years, I'm like, ever since ever since y'all went to the Western Conference Finals, or I'm sorry, three years, sorry. Ever since 2019, I have not seen nobody put anything around you, my guy. So why are you staying? You seen how James Harden got out his contract? You seen how Anthony Davis got out his contract? Get your happy ass about your fucking contract. You want to be loyal to a city that really don't, it's not loyal to you. Or they may be loyal to you, but the, the organization. They thinking about their bottom line. Dame, you leave Portland. Their stock goes down. Facts. And maybe that's another reason. Maybe you a part owner. We don't know. Because he's built such a beautiful brand and such a great brand as Dame Time. You bring Dame Time to LA. You bring Dame Time to New York. Yo, we would bring Dame Time to Miami. Oh. Dame Time in Miami. Jimmy Butler and Jimmy Butler, Bam and Dame. Me thinking about it, I'm a Heat fan already. <laughs> I'm a Heat fan. Right then and there. Like, what? <sighs> Make it happen. to keep And, and keep Tyler, you're out. Come on, bro. Come on, bro. We can make a trade. Gabe Vincent, all these guys who done proved themselves in the fucking... In, in the, come on, now. We can make... Uh, it's just as a fan, you don't want to continue to see your 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 favorite players like in situations where honestly they want to leave but they can't leave, and their organizations, excuse me, aren't doing anything to help them or assist them in trying to win a championship. Because honestly, sometimes I guess tanking in in sports is also a money maker. So I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. <sighs> I just want Dame to win a championship. That's all. Like I want Jimmy Butler to win the championship. I, I like 
bring Dame to Miami, Miami is going up. You got a lot, yo, Dame time, Messi. Oh my God. Miami is up. Do you hear me? But I don't know, y'all. I don't know. It's it's just uh, like what do you do? You know? But um our last one, um going on going on um just like players who I believe should just, you know, not hang it up, but um should move on from their situations, honestly. Um Chris Paul is moving on from the uh, Phoenix Suns. Uh, he was on a podcast, uh, I believe The Pivot, and he was talking about how his daughter um, gets teased about, you know, him not winning a championship and, you know, crying in the car and everything like that, you know. And um, I don't feel bad um, for his daughter. It's jokes. Um I think we were saying that too, and you know, we we still say that. We still joke about it. You know what I'm saying? Chris Paul even never won the championship, but he's one of the greatest point guards to ever play this game. Period. Um Where will Chris Paul be going though? Um Chris Paul is probably one of my favorite guards in the league, next to Dame and Steph. Um He's an old school guard. You understand what I'm saying? He's a facilitator. He's a facilitator guard. Who can score at will, period. Um, I just know it's been a lot of situations where he was right there at the precipice, you know, even with Phoenix going to the to the NBA finals, you know, losing to the Bucks, of course. Um, but what a story career he's had so far, um, just in this league. Um my Note would be L.A. Uh, I would think L.A. Um, him playing with LeBron. Um, both of them being in the great shape that they're in. Um, I think they can play great. Um, get the tempo to where they need to be. Because they're both masters and students of the game. So you t- you put those two together, I think I think a championship could be could be cooking and some young guys around them. Um, now, a lot of people are asking, hey, should AD get his contract? And I'm like, um, three years, 150 something. Here's my thing with that. I know a lot of people are saying no. But if I'm looking at the landscape right now, um, I would either keep him or trade him to Indiana for Miles Turner and Buddy Hill. And a, and maybe a draft pick. Other than that, I would probably keep him. Cuz there's nothing I I just did the the math in my head. There's no other big um who's one letting their bigs go right now after watching what Jokic is doing and then for two you have to literally match that size. Because as I told y'all, the art of the big man is coming back. In a sense where size matters in the post now. It ain't no small ball type shit. Niggas are blocking your shit. Get the fuck up out of here. You understand what I'm saying? So, I, 
for me, if you're going to if you if you're not thinking about keeping him, get him for something. Miles Turner, Buddy Hield, a pick over in Indiana and send him to Indiana. But if you're gonna keep him, if he's gonna stay, he needs to commit. Like in my mind, in my in my imaginary mind, Chris Paul, LeBron, Buddy, if you could keep Hachimura, Austin Reeves, keep Lonnie Walker on some type of salary, you feel me? You know, like I know Chris Paul has made a lot of money. I think I don't think he's gonna need that much to come to LA. So I'm just I'm just like, that's a squad. Right? Y'all got to trade D-Lo, though. D-Lo got to go. He got to go. Trade D-Lo to free up some of that cap space. Get him up out of there. Release him. Do something because he was terrible. Terrible. Trying to sell that goddamn water on, 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 the, on the interviews and shit. And you can't even sell us zero. You can't even sell us one point. One point, D-Lo. So, yeah. Chris Paul for D-Lo? Absolutely. Something. Get him up out of there. I will take Chris Paul. Chris Paul will give me 16, 18, 20 a game. I can, I can, I can, I can rock with that every day. With 10 assists, I can rock with that. What? Consistently? For 50 games? Absolutely. What are you talking about? Absolutely. Absolutely, I will take that. Absolutely. And he's facilitating and he's running the offense as he runs. Absolutely. Absolutely. Chris Paul to LA. To LA. I'm already calling it. All right, y'all. Um, this has been a great show. I love y'all. I thank y'all. Y'all be good. Stay easy, be breezy. Um, we are coming to the tail end of season two. Uh, probably by the time the NBA finals are over. That'll, that'll, that'll probably be our either last or second to last episode. But um, you guys be good. Oh, first of all, I forgot. Let's pay some bills really quick. Let's pay some bills with the rebound revolution. Make sure y'all go tap in with my girl money. You feel what I'm saying? So let's check the, uh, let's check this out real quick. What has 144 players, 12 teams, and one league that you should tap into? If you guessed the WNBA, you already know. If you didn't, we'll get you up to speed real quick. My name is Money, your queer courtside commentator, and this is Rebound Revolution, bringing you the revolutionary on and off the court happenings in the W. Join me and a special guest each week as we watch them work. You Shout out to the homie money and the rebound revolution Y'all go check that out on all podcasting platforms Wherever you listen to podcasts Alright, listen, I love you guys Y'all be good, stay easy, be breezy Be sure to like, comment, subscribe Wherever you listen to podcasts You can watch us here again on YouTube On the THC Media Network Subscribe, like, comment Hit that notification bell as well, alright I love y'all and this has been another one next week man let us know who y'all think gonna win these finals and let us know some of your thoughts on our topics today peace love and hair grease y'all y'all be good